Hello, hello, hello. Oh, there we go. Let's say the self, the feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, you know, identified as a thing or referenced as a thing. Now that, like, is an organizing physical image to sort of uh, create, like, a stable place to live from with this idea of self, this feeling of being self. Now the selfing is produced in a mental state. It's not produced physically or emotionally, and definitely not what they call spiritually. It's a mental state. It's a mental idea. You weren't burdened with it when you were first showed up here, seemingly, in the first year and a half of, of growth. Kids don't have a sense of other or me. You know, there's no separation yet. The separation starts occurring when the mental process gets developed. Yep. So that sense of self. And then the sense of self is like the lead player. And so now as we've grown up, we think we have, there's like circumstances and situational conditions, physical conditions, emotional conditions. Some people call it spiritual conditions, but those are actually mental conditions, I find. So there's mental conditions, physical conditions, emotional conditions, you can maybe say energetic conditions, and circumstantials and situations. Now, the mental state doesn't usually pick up the energy, and it definitely doesn't pick up spirit. It just has ideas about it, yeah? conceptual ideas. So it tries to frame that in, in its own frame, which is mentality. It doesn't do it justice. So it's saying, if I get the circumstances right, and if my body's okay, and if I, if I feel okay, then I'll be fine. There's this hope that it's going to translate into a, hopefully a long-lasting, because you're seemingly long-lasting, a long-lasting state of well-being. But you have these different uh, conditions that are very unruly. It's very volatile outside circumstances and situations, you know? Like someone's just going in there trying to deal with a financial situation, and let's say they get a, a, a very strong pain in their stomach, and they got to get rushed to the hospital. Yeah? So maybe they had the whole day planned, they had the yogurt at five, they had the latte with caramel hazelnut at six, and all like this, pick up the, pick up the uh, whatever, the cleaning, the laundry, 6.30, pick up the kids, whatever, you know, make, whatever. But then suddenly this thing intervened, the body condition produced the situation thing, yeah? And then your emotional state got upset because it's very rooted in how you're doing physically. And the mental state gets more agitated, yeah? So it's sort of like, with this idea of being you as this composite of all these things going on, we're trying to balance all these blocks and we have a lot of strong ideas what it would mean to be happy or successful or in a state of well-being. But they, all of those states, all of those conditions are based on these conditions, outside circumstances, emotional, physical, mental. Yeah. And the whole basis is very, very unstable because they're all agitated. Yeah. Like, it would be great, everyone here would do great if every day was one second, you know, if we had one, oh, there we went, Saturday, I felt very successful, felt really good, you know what I mean, circumstances, situations weren't coming down on me, and so, and then, oh, let's bring on Sunday, oh, that was great too, Monday, Tuesday, but 9 o'clock is followed by 9.01, 
Yeah, 902, 903. Some people feel great at 901, and then they're in a deep depression by 903. Really, and maybe nothing happened in the circumstantial or situational level, nothing happened in the physical level, but the mental level went off. Yeah. So most of us are trying to juggle this thing. It's like trying to juggle, you know, on a seesaw. Yeah. It's not working. But we just keep on, get, and then we have, we're, we're confronted all day with this managing and dr- trying to control with the wave of time. You know, it doesn't stay the way it was, even a second ago. And you, this idea of being a body is so, so randomly loose because you are feeling tons of things every second. Yeah? Most of the activity of body you have nothing to do with. Most of the cells of the body are foreign. They're not human cells even anymore. They're bacteria and other things. Yeah? So we're a giant composite trying to give ourselves or crown ourselves as a singular, independent, separate entity. And it fucking doesn't work. Yeah? It do- hasn't worked, it doesn't work, and it will not work. Yeah. And so we get all these formulas to try to make it better, and most people, they're just trying to manage their day to get a modicum. They've even given up the hopes of joy. <laughs> so, like for me, under alcoholism, I wanted, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a marine biologist. After four years or so of active alcoholism in the mental state, my idea was not to be arrested. See, that was my idea of success. If I didn't get arrested, I was on a high, I was on a winning streak. You know, you, you adapt more, more than even a cockroach does. You know, the cockroach adapts to its surface. We adapt to all these conditions of intolerability in a lot of ways. Not feeling love, not being able to express love, our mind totally agitated. It's like a, a rapacious creditor, like it says in the big book, you just have to keep paying it off. You know, it's got its little mental accountant and it's accruing what value you got today or what you lost today. And you're all just judged with graphs and ratios and comparisons with others. It's a fucking a drag. It's slavery. You know, and you can't wait to go to sleep because you get a little bit of a break. You know, and then you're up at it again. And oh fuck, I got this this giant chasm of time. I've got to manage myself through. What do I do? What's die hardy? You know, do this, do that. So it just goes on and on and on. And we're not finding a long-lasting peace or satisfaction. We don't have a well-being unless we achieve one or produce one or hopefully pay for someone to produce it in us. Yeah? We're not, we don't find that inner, that unsuspected inner resource they talk about recovery. We don't, we don't find it because the mental state's dominating. Yeah? Everything that comes in contact, any freaking idea or possibility gets caught by that mental myth. And it's made into something that it can understand. Yeah? It can understand. Not, like to me, when I was in recovery, I am in recovery, I'm still. Hopefully today I am still. <laughs> the knee isn't, but I am. I'm in recovery. It says, made a decision to turn our will and lives over to the care of a God as we understood him. After a few years of holding it in sort of that way, it just got switched into a God of its own understanding. Yeah? It was much more revelatory. Much more revelatory. In other words, I wasn't framing the influence of that power. I was being influenced by the power. I wasn't framing it with my conceptual idea. I was open to find out. And what I found out is incredible revelatory. You are okay. Yeah, as what you are. 
And you'll never be constantly okay as what you're not. And you're going to be juggling the rest of your freaking life, and it's not going to go you the way you want it to go because the dilemma is powerlessness. You don't have any power. You're not thinking, oh, I, I'm going to think that thought at 10.15 today. I got, the ten, I got the AM thoughts I'm going to go over, and then I, I, I open up the gate, and then the PM thoughts come in, and then I got the evening thoughts. You know, oh, it's great. I, I got them domesticated. They graze a little bit. They take a little of my attention and interest, but they're pretty, they're very docile. And if I say stop, they stop. Yes, is that the case? <laughs> is that the case, really? There's an assumption we have power where we don't have any power. That's the dilemma. And when, because the dilemma is, if you miss that, then you're going to assume you have power and you're going to get really frustrated. And you're going to get really discouraged when things don't go your way. Yeah? You'll be overmatched constantly, but there will be an, a total denial or a to- total denial or admittance to that. You will not admit it. You know? That's why everyone's managing and controlling. It's based on the assumption you have power you don't have. But it works here. Yeah, you get maybe one little fucking area of your life, you know, like your remote, you know, and all the channels you can have. Yeah, it works there. I'm managing my entertainment for tonight, you know what I mean? But basically, everything else, you know, is pretty much a crapshoot. And so we're just running through the hallway of shit and fans, and we're just trying to figure out, how can I evade, like, 40% of the shit? You know? Yeah, I'm used, all right, I'll tolerate 60 hitting me in the face, but maybe I can, I'm improving. I'm, but you're still in the shit way, you know, the hallway of shit and fans. And you're, and you're the, it, the, the shit isn't, the shit is sort of inert, and the fan is off. It's when you open the door and come in, you trigger the shit to come alive, and then the fan, you know, your role, you have a huge role in it. It's not like there's a place called the, the hallway of shit and fan, and life's been terrible to you. You enter it, and then suddenly it is. Yeah? You step out of it, suddenly it ain't. You don't see it. There's this, you got a, you got a role in it all. Not as this figure. This figure is where the effects appear. This is what gets walloped, yeah? But what's, what's dreaming this place is mind, yeah? And yet mind, here it's like a, let's say there's a small camera, and let's call it self-centeredness, yeah? Small camera, very small aperture, lousy lenses, you know, actually has a tint already on it, you know, so when you're thinking you're seeing clearly, you're not. And all right, and then there's this huge camera walking around, and suddenly it decides to look through the smaller camera. When it looks through the smaller camera, it forgets its hugeness. It forgets it's got a super wide aperture, super HD clarity, super, 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 and now it hunkers down in this small view. Yeah? It starts, it forgets its hugeness by looking through the camera. That's what self-centeredness is. That's what self-centeredness is. There's mind, unbelievably imminent and potential, everything, and now it's this, is taking itself to be that, and is being defined by that. So now, its view is now that little very tight aperture. Yeah? Instead of this, it's like this. Yeah? It's like this is seeing, and this is a form of looking. Seeing is, is the centeredness, self-centeredness is the form of looking. 
It's the same. It's the same scene, but it gets bastardized in a way. It gets covered up. It gets defined by what it's looking through. Just like if you took. If you had lived in a room your whole life and the only way you saw out was a window, you would think that's all there was. Yeah. You would just see this. Everything would be defined by that. And your whole life would be defined by that. Because that would be compared to where you are and that would be your world. Yet, behind it is a hugeness. Tons of things going on, but you're missing it completely. Yeah? And what happens is, as you're missing it, it's almost like a narcotic. You become that. You become used to that. You tolerate it. So the big lens forgets it's a big camera and it's identified as small camera and it's trying to work on the aperture and polish it and get it. But it's fucking. That's a small view. Yeah. You want it, and then it takes this huge idea of spirituality, conceptualizes it to fit into this small view of I'm the one who's spiritual. <laughs> Somehow I caught it like the flu. It just hit me. I'm spiritual. You know. You are not, I can tell. You know, I can see how you behave. You know, not that I'm judging you, but I am. Take me into it. You're not spiritual. Because you should do it all, you know, it's all conceptualized. You see it out in the world now. It's a commodity spirituality. It's just like what happened with surfing. It got branded, and now you're paying $50 for a, a dollar t-shirt that has Billabong on it. Because <laughs> it, it represents a fucking conceptual idea of a lifestyle. Well, spirituality is quite like that now. You know, you got to get the yoga mat, get your little t- altar, get the candle, scented or not. But it's all about you. See, the, the, small, the, the problem with the small camera, it doesn't really see anything. Everything that's seen reflects back to it. There's like a hologram of you as a body at the back of the small camera. Everything it sees bounces back to there to verify, to reinforce, to imply that. So you start taking you, every time you take this to be this way, you're taking this to be this way. It reinforces it where the vision is just out. Yeah? It's not hitting this idea of Paul, it's going all the way infinitely and out and in, like this giant, giant oceanic breath, in a way. Your interest and attention has enough to go everywhere it goes during the day. Some people it goes vertical, which is a nice little direction, and then when it comes back, it doesn't land here and say, oh, Paul has been contemplating today. It's just, it's just, it's like you feel fucking irrigated finally. All your pastures are being fed now. You're alive, you're on, you're awake. Not as an achievement, but as a basic state that's been covered over by the mental state. The, bent, the basic state is we're awake. Consciousness is flooding through this event, and there's an awareness of the consciousness. Yeah? You can become aware of being conscious. That's the basic state. The mental state grabbed our attention and interest by making up a story about us as a body. And you know what? 
It was really great and enthralling at 22. When he hits 60, it starts fraying around the edges, you know, the story. No one's recognizing you as special, except for special needs, you know, something like that. It's just like, I mean, yet you just, you won't, you won't fucking give up the ghost. It's like, if the mental state thinks it's 18 still, you know what I mean? An 18 year old is a walker, you know what I mean? Doing its thing. Going to the mall, oh yeah, looking at every reflection on every window. It's insane. Give it up, it's a dead horse. It is. It dried up long. First of all, it never had the sustenance you needed to give. It never has. It's all been an advertising. What it's actually been doing is being a draining of us. We've been drained all the while. We're hoping to be filled out here. That's how it works. That's how the conditional mind works. It promises if you do all of this, you'll be filled, but it actually drains you out. You think it's coming in, it's going out. All your energy is going out, and none of it's coming back. All you get is fucking concepts that don't hold water, you know? Everything's great as long as you're, as long as you're in a cloistered environment. That's why I went into 1985, I surrendered to a program called The Lancet Street. All I wanted was a place to stay one night. And they said, you've got to make a two-year commitment. So I, I said, sure. I, I just wanted to stay there. I had to get off the streets one night. And I stayed there two years. And they, they, would, they talk about their success rate, but the little fine print was, you had to live there the rest of your life to stay sober. That was the, that was the deal. All right, I want, oh, sobriety is pretty good, but you're going to have to live here your whole life. No, I don't know. I don't think that is, I don't like that solution. Yes? So then I so came out of there, and then I surrendered to AA, and AA allowed, by the simple concept of turning your willing life over to care of a higher power, I moved from the condition of managing everything until some other person had to manage me, because that's what was happening. I was going into institutions and jails to a point where I became like a free-range alcoholic. Still led, still directed, but I don't need it to be a temple or a fucking compound on the physical, circumstantial, situational level. And it's not from the mental state, nor the emotional state. It's from an innermost state. And that's allowing me to live freely here for 26 years, when I couldn't make it a week at the end. I was either getting arrested or going in an institution or acting like I liked some woman I didn't like to stay at a house. And my idea of having a car and having money and having a place to stay is if you did. <laughs> if you did, I thought I had. <laughs> what the hell happened? I didn't go into a giant urban renewal project. I gave up the, one of the biggest cogs of the dilemma, which was I was asserting power I didn't have. I'm not managerial quality. You know, once I, once, and that didn't get, the mental state will not be convinced. It gets convinced and unconvinced in like two minutes. It has to go into the innermost, and that's what happened to me. I couldn't have produced it, but it was produced that day, when at the last day I drank. Something went deeper through the mental cloud and hit something, and I knew I was screwed. Literally, bingo, it's done. And then all it did was play out the pantomime in the last 26 years. But the essence of it was known in a nanosecond. And what years of bottoms and pleas from my family, the cops, the state, none of that, none of that produced that event because it's unproducible. 
It was grace. I was on that, I was near the end of being done or done, you know. I was going to be done, that means no more drinking, or done dead. It was pretty damn close. And then something intervened and decided to make this whole other path for 26 years. Not a, not a bad demonstration of a power greater than self, yes. Yeah, that's my whole program. That's what I rely on every day. And then you find that power. It says in our book, uh, you need a, you know, the dilemmas, palaces. So you're going to need a power. And the, this book is about where and how. Well, where is in you? <laughs> that's where it's located. Not in you as a body. The kingdom of heaven is not in a body. You know, like when they used to hear when you were a kid, the kingdom of heaven is within you. I immediately framed it as it's a very small kingdom. It's very, there's, there's only like parallel parking. There's not a big parking lot. Because the you is the frame constantly. You as a body. You don't see it? That's the bondage of self. The mental state is lording over all the other states. And he neutered the quote-unquote spiritual state and made it mentally conceived. And now the way you look at spirituality is I'm going to get spiritual. I, as this, I'm going to get some spirituality. It's a... That's that's the fundamental flaw that just re-replicates itself in all the behaviors after that. If If the view isn't clear, it just keeps replicating. You are never going to you are never going to do yourself into a spiritual state. All you do yourself into is another mental state. Maybe a physical state, maybe out circumstantial state, but not a spiritual state, because the spiritual state isn't produced. It's a fact. Prior to all this, during all this, and quote-unquote after all this. It's the way we're looking for it, that's the dilemma. Yeah, because we're looking for it as a self. So we're trying to be free as a self instead of from a self. Free as a self, it's all about progress and ju- how am I doing? And you know, you work three months, like you go on a three month retreat, it lasts for about a day and a half, and then the second day, it's fucking the same shit seems to be upsetting you. You know what I mean? You, 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 you. So, what, you, what its idea in that modality is do a six month retreat. They just add more time. More time will do it. No, it won't. The solution is timeless. You can't use time to produce it. It's a fallacy. If it's not right now, it's not worth a damn fucking thing. Because this is the only place that's going on right now, and it's damn, if it ain't here, if it's in the future by me doing and having and purifying, which is the biggest joke, I'm going to purify myself. Fuck that. Do you smell people in the bathroom? It doesn't, it doesn't smell too pure. It's just, it just goes with the package of an action figure. It smells and stinks and farts and burps. And, you know what I mean? It's got big things in there clogging the You probably haven't breathed in about 25 years. A small little hole. Some air. You know? Oh, yeah. I'm firing on all cylinders. <laughs> Wait till I get my physical state completely stabilized. Okay, 
Uh, oops, and who's going to judge how you're doing? <laughs> the mental state that you're identified as. It's going to play God <laughs> with all the other states. <laughs> how easy it just erases the effects of looking, waking up in a nice bed with no guns pointed at you. Just the freedom from all the shit that's actually like, it erases that in one second. You know, this bed should be a little longer. <laughs> you know what I mean? I need to get my eighth comforter. That that's what's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, it's fine, but this, it's like this hope of, this hopeless hope that keeps getting exhibited. My, this fifth jacket's going to do it. <laughs> Someone's going to think I'm really cool. That's all I want. I want someone to recognize how cool I think I am. But I'm afraid I'm not, so that's why I'm trying so much. So just please, give me some approval. Then you're not whining anyway. Oh, that, you're not the right judge. Let me see. You know, I got to get that one look. <laughs> it goes, and it goes on and on. It's, 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 it's like the carousel. You don't get off. You just change, you know, called horses. That's all. <laughs> the ring, the girl, the money, the vacation, surfing. <laughs> it's on and on and on. You don't see it as slavery? Takes your attention that's right here, right now, and just hides it in yesterday and tomorrow. That's what the mental state does. Where our addiction to thoughts just put us in a time frame of yesterday and tomorrow. So every moment is bookended by yesterday and tomorrow. You, know, you can't be okay now because you're worried, will I be okay on Tuesday? And Tuesday's actually more important to us than most people is now. Just the way it is, yeah? Because of the addiction. If you're addicted to the idea of being self, you have a co-addiction, which is with time. It just goes together. Because you need to be remembered as Paul to seemingly be Paul now. And you remembered as Paul in the past, and you remembered as Paul in the future. It's what the mental state's doing. It's remembering its, its idea of you all day. All day. Inferring, implying, assuming. Just very sometimes very innocently, nonchalantly, just pointing at the little phantom. And then you fill it, you fill it in with the identification as. But there isn't anything there. You are not a body, obviously. Yeah. You are not a mental idea. You really, I would say, nothing, but in our world, nothing seems to be nothing. You know? But nothing could be everything, really. Everything could be... Every, nothing could be the everything of formlessness, let's say. And then here's the emptiness of form. We can't... We have our value system so off. We recognize things, you know? Just the language, like something solid means it's, it's sure, you know? Something durable, something solid... But space, I mean, no one, very few people appreciate the space in rooms when you walk in. You know, you don't get the sense of spaciousness that you're surrounded by. It's like the water, the fish never pointing out to itself or any other fish, hey, we're in water. <laughs> Let's appreciate this. <laughs> they only appreciate it when they're pulled out and they're flopping on the deck and it's too late then. <laughs> they didn't realize they were in their home when they were in the water all that time. But when they're pulled out, I would think it could be a, 
when you get pulled out of this place, it may be a rude, rude uh, departure if you're identified as a body, because you'll be thinking you're ending. Yeah? So, so that's why I saw... I was going to meetings sort of like this, because I got curious about this stuff years ago. And I came up with some ideas from going to the meetings, and one of them was the first video we ever did, Sheep and Lion, because it, it was obvious to me that what was happening to me at those meetings probably was happening to many other quote-unquote minds. And the idea that the message of you're a lion can be very light, you know, but it can be misconstrued quickly. Because if it's heard with sheep ears, it's going to sound like inside your conditioning, I can become like a lion, and now the message is neutered. Yeah? There's a pointing of your natural or your innate or inherent state, and immediately it becomes an assumed state I can achieve very quickly. And I saw that in my own life, because I've been doing it, you know, it's with Buddhism and everything. I had, I was, every time there was meditation, there was a sense of being the meditator, yeah? The bondage of self was framing every act that was supposedly leading me out of the bondage in the bondage. And even more so, because it was a more subtle chain, yeah? Instead of, like, you know, orange jumpsuits at 850 Bryant, it was yoga outfits and three-month retreats. To me, it's the same thing, because the overriding template isn't being addressed. And every step... If the two-step is set, every other step is bogus in a way, because it's not a two-step dance. It's not about getting better or anything like that. That will come or it won't. It's about recognizing what you're not, and in that, the seeing of that will infer what you are. You know, you're the seeing of what you're not. Yeah? So if you can't see what you're not here, you see all these other yous, and you see you're not that, well, why does this you have a certain place? And it's crowned as a me. What's the difference? In your world, I'm an object. You're seeing it right now. In my world, you're an object. I'm seeing it. Where you're sitting, you're crowned as me, that you. And where I'm sitting, this you is crowned as me. And everyone here is under the tyranny or the suffering of a system called me, self-centeredness, a personalized self-centeredness called me. The self-centeredness doesn't have to go, but what it's used for to promote an identification as an idea is the dilemma. Self-centeredness is a presentation. The mental state's going to present how it sees things, and it's in a linear interpretation. That's what it does. Yeah, that doesn't have to stop, but why are we so engaged with it? Because we're identified as the main character, this body. What thoughts about, if I had thoughts about Z, and they were about Z eight years ago, and he and uh, the situation he was really worried was going to happen, really didn't happen, but he was still worried about it happening, there would be no, no way my attention would stay on that for a fucking second, because it's not about me. But this same head, same, same thoughts, same time period eight years ago, maybe the same day at the same market, would be totally engaged if it was about me eight years ago. And the situation I just skirted by, you know, that would have ruined my life. My whole life would be different. The only one who would be interested in it is me, not you. 
Yeah, you, you, no fucking way. Unless you wanted something from me, like money or sleeping with me, you know, horizontal. You'll listen for four hours, people talk about their cats and you're fucking bored stiff, but you hope that they'll like you and then let you sleep with them, maybe. Yeah, but as soon as that done, the next night you go out with them, they're talking about their cats, you're out of there. <laughs> I don't want to listen to this fucking thing. What's changed? It wasn't about me anymore. How many exa- All you need is one example. It's the whole thing. One example of how your head is thinking is how it thinks. <laughs> it, just, it reveals its whole theme in one, like one thirty, like a Twitter or what is it called, a Twitter. One hundred and seventy-four characters is the greatest scripture of all time. You'll just see it, see so, and then maybe you'll see the exact nature of the wrong, which is identification as something that you're not. Yeah. And if you saw it like that be the basis of interpretation here, things, blue will be blue, red will be red, you'll start having clarity about shit that used to confuse you all the time. What's my purpose in life and all this? It's all mute. <laughs> None of it means a damn fucking thing. You're not special. As <laughs> it you, there's billions of us as yous. <laughs> but what's looking the eye, you know, that's looking through all these camera locations. That's what's valuable, eh? <laughs> and people say, let's say there was once a billion people on the planet. There could be 40 billion people, and there'd still be consciousness. And there wouldn't be a point where the consciousness ran out. It's not a quantity. It's not a fucking thing. Yeah? If there's 40 million cameras, 40 million cabinets are going to be alive by what? Consciousness. Yeah? And what's going to be aware of that? Awareness, let's say. Yeah. 10 billion, 80 billion, 300 zillion billion. It doesn't matter. You know how many things are being fueled through consciousness right now? There's tons of species of bugs, billions of them. And it, microbes, everything. Some have a little bit of sentience of them. All christened and, and driven by consciousness. Yeah. Yet we want to forget all that and make it all about me. That's why you're probably fucking suffering if you are. When we cover, we say it's Rule 62. Don't take yourself so seriously. Well, you can't take the self more serious than being it. <laughs> I don't see how you could. That To me, that's the highest level of seriousness to become identified as it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but it just seems like it. <laughs> That's the seriousness you would think you're loose and serious on. Yeah? The base seriousness you'd never notice. You're totally absorbed in mental state. Your interest and attention is wedded to it. Yeah? It follows all the thoughts that are about it. Yeah? It's a, strong enough to pull your attention from this moment, which is the only thing that's actually happening, into what's not happening, and just grazing there for years. Yeah. And then you wonder why you don't feel alive Then you have to jump off bridges with a bungee cord or shoot coke in your neck or something. Try to get a shock that I'm alive because basically you've been, dis- you've been dispersed. Your interest and attention has just been dispersed in time. Yeah. Locked in memories and false perceptions of fancied or real 
you know, defenses against you, tons of it locked away in that storage. And then there's a future storage center, which has a, doesn't have a back wall. It's in for art forever. Just work concerning, concerning, what's going to happen, what's going to happen, what's going to happen, you know? You're here, but you can't, you can't even marshal the attention and interest. And yet, if it was free from the identification self, it would be enriching this Saturday, right now, with no effort. With no thought or effort on your part, it would be enriching your day right now. You wouldn't have this, I'm reading the 12th book in the series of How to Be in the Moment. You'd realize that's totally insane. You can't be out of a moment. And then you give up all these things of trying to get out of self. You realize you can't be in a self. Yeah. The freedom is prior to the bondage, not after the bondage. After the bondage, that freedom is a bondage. You, can, you have to become bound to the freedom to get a little relief from the bondage. But the real radical relief is prior to it. Like nothing ever really happened. The Course talks all about, the Course of Miracles talks all about forgiveness and stuff, and then they lead you to this idea of atonement, which is basically, you realize no one's ever done anything to anybody. So there's nothing to forgive. That's the blanket forgiveness. Prior to the offense, yeah? Prior to the sin, not after the sin. Yeah. Your mind can go there easily, just entertain possibilities. And your mind will go to the point where it will see what it was identified as, as not it, and it will immediately entertain, I can be free of it. That's all it needed, was the little break of the identification with, and then it will say, fuck, this doesn't work, I'm walking away. Then the symphony of the sirens of Ulysses will go off, because the mental state will keep calling you back, but the fact is, once you see it, it's been seen, you're not that. Yeah, starts you start having a travel, a stabilized traveling lighter throughout every day here. Yeah, your whole life gets lifted to to a like a, a more relaxed level where you don't even notice it because it's not much of a contrast. You're in a very long state of relaxation, so you don't see relaxation and tons of stress. Relaxation that our mental state can recognize. With big contrast, it can say, I was really totally fucked, and now I'm feeling so much better. But it feels so great. That's gone. You're just lighter. Yeah? Lighter, lighter, lighter. Like the Course in Miracles says, you're going to dream yourself out of this dream. And while you do, it's the dream's going to get happier. That's what happens. Doesn't go happy. It may not look like it's happier in your little stabilized look, your conceptual ideas of graphs and ratios but you'll be traveling lighter. The joy, the wonder, the awe that seemed to have been lost has never been going anywhere. It's always been available. There just wasn't a triggering of it. You were waiting for it to be triggered outside, and now you realize you're the source of it. Yeah? So now joy is looking for a way to express. Not for, the mind's not looking for a way to get joy, but joy is looking for a way to express. Ah, oh, it's good news. There is a solution. There is no problem. <laughs> That's the solution. From the problem's point of view, there's a huge need for a solution. Once you, the solution dawns in you, you realize the problem's imaginary. There goes the solution. You don't need that either. You're basically relying on your basic stock 
activity going on here. You're relying on what's reliable. It doesn't come and go. It doesn't change in the seasons. It hasn't grown up or decayed. It wasn't born, nor will it die. Yes, it doesn't look this way and, and deny something and look this way affirm something. It's just an all-seeing eye, in a sense. Yes. Yeah. And its effects will stabilize out here, and you'll be the better for it, and so will others around you, in spite of yourself, because you'll be holding this, you'll be available, and you'll be of service, because you'll sense a presence of that spirit. Yeah. It'll become your basis of life, and the interpretation will wane, and your living will take over again, just like when you were a kid. Not bad. Any questions today? You can add what hair products I use, you can ask that. <laughs> Any personal hygiene questions, I'll try to be of help.